0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Imagine out of the nowhere that you're being attacked by a bear. Not just any bear, but a Angry, fierce, big, I don't know, let's say brown bear, shall we? I don't know if we can even say that in in today's age of uh, political correctness. Remember when that came around, political correctness? It was just like a friendly correcting. Little did we know it was going to lead to losing jobs and being banned from schools and comic strips and, and everything else. And now we call it this disease called wokeism. But let's stay on point, assuming that we can still say brown bear. Brown bear, black bear. We got to change the names because, you know, clearly those things are racist, just like monkeypox. I don't quite get that. How do you conclude that the name monkeypox is racist if you're not a racist? Hmm? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Let's say you're taking the trash out or you're getting in your car to go to work in the morning and suddenly out of nowhere, unprovoked, totally, uh, uh, you know, un, um, what, what do you say? Unanticipated. You've done no, all of a sudden, boom, bear. What do you do? What could you do? Well, I have two words that I want to share for you in all this. I thought this would be fascinating to share this. I actually looked it up in a book, and I did a little research, and what I found was horrible, absolutely horrible. Talk about, I had the, the AI, did I tell you we're testing the AI? <laughs> it's nuts. I don't know about this AI thing. That's a topic for another day. But anyway, i even put in the AI, How to Survive a Bear. Let's see what the AI says. You know, it's to tell you to, uh, to, to understand the bear's behaviors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're going to talk it out of it. Whoa, 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 Mr. Bear. <laughs> don't be coming all up on me with your toxic masculinity like you're going to bite my head off. I'll report you to the woke police. You'll be convicted of a hate crime there, Mr. Bear. Worse than drug out into the woods. I don't think it's going to work. I don't care how well you think you know the bear's behaviors. At the point that it's staring you in the eye, looking like it's going to eat you for breakfast, I don't think coming to a mutual understanding is going to be helpful, just my way of looking at things. There's other advice that would tell you. Carry pepper spray. Brilliant. But that may not stop the attack. In fact, in certain cases... It could actually make it worse. Very true. Same with a gun. Let's say you're armed. I don't have to worry about it because I'm a big tough guy and I walk around with a gun all the time. All right, all right. It is tough. I support the idea. So you shoot the bear and it doesn't go down. And then with another swipe, it smacks the gun out of your hand while it simultaneously takes your hand with it. Interesting little idea, right? What are you going to do? All these people, you know, marching. Oh, I stand with Ukraine and, you know, uh, I want a civil war. Well, let's hear it, tough guy. How are you going to beat off the bear? That's what I want to know. Come on. It's a simple question. You look around today, most people, most people, they would call 911. Help! <laughs> That's racist. Is, is there like an anti-animal fascism or something like that? There's got to be a word for that. I can't believe there's an ism we're, we're not missing in all this. I've got to be some kind of ist that I'm unaware of. That's all just part of the white white privilege toxic male masculinity. Do I think I could take down a bear? Well, I certainly wouldn't want to test the theory, I can tell you that. Uh, I, I think, first of all, you got to plan on going into that that you're going to get hurt. It's just a question of how bad and whether or not you're going to walk away. Chances are you're going to get hurt. This goes back to my conversations about building up pain tolerance, which pretty much every time I bring it up, people think I've turned into a complete psycho, and maybe I have. But the fact of the matter is you can train yourself to better deal with pain like anything else. And I think I brought this up the other day, but what do you do um, if it's if it's a large human being? Let's just say a guy my size starts just pounding on you. So how do you respond to that? Well. Curl. There's other advice, by the way. to say curl up in a ball, get in the fetal position, and then the bear's just going to paw you. I'm probably going to rip your back off you. I don't know that that's a great tactic either. In certain cases, I suppose. If you were defending against a human like that, and a lot of people will do that. If they're attacked by another human, they'll, they'll instinctively cover up, curl up like that. Or just become dazed and confused and get knocked out unconscious which I suppose at that point doesn't matter. You don't feel anything, but you will when you wake up, that's for sure. So what do you do with the bear? It would be the same thing if you're in an alley and, and you get ambushed by somebody a lot bigger than you. I have two words I want to give you. Well, really, it's more than two words. Two, two terms, that's what I meant to say. Two terms. The term I'm not going to talk about today is cover and concealment, which is huge if you're going on the attack. Uh, but as far as defending yourself... Once you're exposed, you're exposed. Cover and concealment is not really so much of an issue in all that. But that is certainly uh, an important tactic you want to be aware of. But we're beyond that today. What are the two tactics you want to employ to survive the bear attack or any other seemingly insurmountable situation? Well, I would say to you, uh, first term, weapons of opportunity. What can you use to leverage your situation? It could be anything from a rock. You don't think a rock in the palm of your hand pressed into the, the uh, grizzly bear's uh, eye isn't going to make a difference. Now, you may not get that far, but even if you threw the rocks at it, you might be able to buy a little bit of time, get a little bit of distance to get to something else. You want to go for whatever you can reach. You, this is time you got to think very, very quickly. It's got to almost be instinctive. That's part of the problem. I don't think for a lot of people it is. The second term I want to give you is Ruthless. Just like I said, you want to go for whatever soft tissue you can, in the most archaic fashion possible, with the simple intent of killing the attacker. In this case, the bear. So, it's interesting to me as I've grown up uh, in in rural areas. You know, I didn't grow up like out you know uh, in the Rockies or something like that, or I didn't grow up like uh, with Tarzan or something like that. But I spent a lot of my time growing up in the in, in the woods. Spent a lot of time growing up in the in the in the more urban areas too, but spent a lot of my time in animals out there, bears, snakes, you know. My daughter was asking me if I've ever been bit by a snake. I'm like, oh, a million times. Not a million. But he asked me the other day, you know how they make maple syrup? I'm like, I did it as a kid. We collected it. We went and tapped the trees of these sugar maples you got to collect about 40 gallons, boil it down to about one of syrup. And it's fascinating. We did it. It was really good. It was really rewarding. A heck of a lot of work. Thank goodness we don't have to do that all the time. Thank goodness they have farms to do that. What do you do about the bear? How do you get, get rid of the bear? Well, I said weapons of opportunity. The first one I'm going to give you is a stick. When it comes to animals, you want to talk about understanding the way animals think. Uh, and there is a lot of research to suggest that you can scare the animal off. You can stand to your ground and make enough noise and make yourself appear big. That many times, uh, particularly like with dogs, like if you stand your ground with a dog, if the dog's not tr- specifically trained to move beyond that, a lot of times you will deter the dog with that. But that sometimes isn't enough. I will tell you this, and and I don't know this for sure to say this. Maybe somebody knows better than me that they could answer this question. I would say that if you had a a uh, full-on police-trained German Shepherd that um, that dog was coming at you full bore, that uh, if you had a stick, like a a heavy walking, any stick really, I'm talking about a walking stick, not like a twig, but a a formidable stick, uh, or even a bat would probably work, but I think more of a stick. And why is that? Because you can reach out and hit the dog. You can swing that thing around in a circle. And I guarantee you, there's no animal that'll that'll break in on that zone. They just won't do it. And I think you could now. The bear may swipe at it, and you got a different kind of problem. Um, but you could, and even if the bear breaks through that, what can you start poking with the stick in the face, in the eye, in the mouth? Jam that stick right in its mouth with all your might, and just keep pushing as hard as you can. It's not going to feel good to the bear. Trust me. You got that soft tissue up in the roof of your mouth. Most people don't go through life thinking about these things, but I'm going to tell you, you better look around. Look around at the the pervasiveness of evil around us today. Everybody can feel it. What's going on? People are confused. I saw a a woman in in her car yesterday wearing a mask, driving a Tesla. The mask wasn't even pulled up, which was even funnier to me. I'm like, "What what are you doing here? Like wearing it like a, a bib or a chin strap? Or, or what's the deal there? I don't get it. Crazy to me. So I said weapons of opportunity. With In the case of a bear or an animal, your best bet is a stick. A stick is going to be the best uh, weapon that you can have to, to thwart off or attack back uh, against an animal. Um, obviously, a, a firearm is a good idea if you know you're going to be in that situation. But uh, assuming you don't have that. And even if you do have the firearm, you're wearing a pistol and you're out in bear country, I would highly recommend uh, using a walking stick. I think it would be a good a good thing to do. Anytime. Snakes, same thing. It's a very effective tool. It really is. The second thing that I said was being ruthless, that you've got to be ruthless. And you've got to be unafraid, and you've got to be fully committed to what you're doing. Like What? Like jamming the rock in the bear's eye, for God's sake. It could save you, it could save your family, could save both. Ruthless in terms of uh, jamming the stick into the roof of the of the bear's mouth, and it bites it off and you stick it in its eye and hit it again and again. That bear is I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna take a lot unless the bear is, is rabid, which I think is relatively rare. Um, but uh, you're going to find that it's very effective. But you've got to be ruthless. It's no joke. The bear, you're not going to talk the bear out of it. You're not going to will the bear. No, don't you be the nice bear? How about a how about a banana or whatever bears eat? Blueberries. Here, here's a bag of blueberries. Just settle down. It might work. Might be to carry some blueberries. There's always more than one way to solve a problem. Hey, at the end of the day, you know, we used to say in the Marine Corps, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Figure it out, and you better figure it out quick in the case of a bear attack. But I'm going to guarantee you, those two things that I just told you would help you in any hostile situation. Weapons of opportunity and being ruthless. Um, I'll give you another one here real quick along the same front. You know, you never really know what the situation is going to be. You can't plan for that. That's the surprise. But... You can train ahead, plan ahead. And it's not like I go around training for bear attacks. But I do try to keep myself at the ready. Part of the reason why I bring it up, I was in a situation the other day, um, a group of people, and there were some security concerns. And I was approached about it, and I said, I'm not concerned about my security. I'll take care of it. And I'm not going to get into the details of how I do that. No, it does not involve a firearm. There's is another big misconception, and I'm a Second Amendment guy, by the way. I'm carry you know a weapon. It's not the, I just choose not to in in certain situations because, for one thing, it's not convenient. It's a flat out pain in the butt in certain cases, um, and I think in certain cases the firearm's not the best choice of weapon. Quite frankly, you know what if you're uh, hit from behind or something, it may be too late. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, people would argue that. Either way, weapons of opportunity. The example I was going to use to you is like a shooting situation. When I go out to a public place, one of the first things I do is look for where the fire alarm is and the fire extinguishers. Add a a chair or two to the mix, and you become a formidable enemy in that situation. I'll tell you why. You flip on the fire alarm in any commercial building, school, institutional building, and you get a piercing siren, and if it's up to date, the strobes are going to kick in, and those are for blind people. Also on the outside of the building to identify for the fire company that they can see a visual where the alarm's coming from. So you get this, eh, eh, eh. it's not like a home alarm. Did I do that well enough? Eh, eh. <laughs> I could have at least queued up a sample, right? And then the, the, the lights, you have this blinding light click kicking on. Very, very disorienting. Now, the, and the attacker doesn't, isn't going to be prepared for that. Whoa, all of a sudden, everything just became tunnel vision for him. And that's when you come in with weapon of opportunity number two. That's the fire extinguisher. You start spraying that thing. You've created cover and concealment. You can hold your breath or put a face covering on. He's not going to be prepared for that. Maybe you can get close enough and slam the thing right in his face. See? Ruthless. Weapons of opportunity can work in many situations. I know for many people this isn't your thing, and that's fine. Um, You know, if you're a peacemaker, pacifist, God be with you, and uh, I think it's great. Uh, I, on the other hand, look at the story of the woman at the well, and I always ask this question, what did Jesus do? And the answer was that it wasn't nothing. He didn't allow it to go on, very simply. You know, I could go on and on about that, the spiritual aspect of it and how it plays into society, but there's a reason why we need good men, masculine, manly men that can take down bears if need be, bears and evil people by the dozens if need be. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. So before I get into the the, the stupid news stories here today, um, and they really are for the most part, there's a couple of little tidbits I'll pull out of it for you, but. This late, did you hear about the drone attacks on Russia? Multi-sided dro- You would have thought that there were 17,000 drones came swooping in like a giant D-Day over Moscow and Leningrad at the same time. And none of that happened. It was like two drones went down or something like that. The news has become such complete and utter BS. It's it's uh, beyond laughable. Anyway, I'm driving yesterday, and I see this woman driving in a Tesla with the mask on, middle aged, I think white could have been Hispanic, but I think white. Uh, I, I'm going to say 50s, 60s, something like that. I didn't really get the best look; doesn't really matter. But then she had the the, 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 the mask down around her chin, and I, you know, maybe there's a person, person. Maybe she's like a, an Uber driver or something, going you know, making quick stops and just kept the mask on. And God bless her, right? But I'm going to say probably not. And, you know, there was people driving around their masks on in the heat of the pandemic. We talked about it right here on this podcast. I was one of them in the car occasionally with my mask on. Why? So I go to the store. I was going to another store. and I either forgot or didn't do it or just, you know, left it on out of some kind of silent protest against myself or something. I don't know. I just left it on. Because you know, they're just creatures of habit, right? That was in the heat of the pandemic. So to see somebody with a mask on at all today... Is different, right? And then to see somebody in a car was really odd to me. Uh, and then what do you make of that? It's like pulled down around the chin. And then, so you think, oh, it must be some kind of loony liberal. Has to be, right? Uh, but is it? I don't know. <laughs> How do you know that? Driving a Tesla. Are, are Tesla drivers liberal? All the ones that I know are kind of interesting. But here's the bigger point. Maybe it does tie with Tesla. Unless there's some explanation I'm unaware of. You're looking at a, 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 a reasonable level of lunacy with this lady behaving like that. Wouldn't you just say, uh, you know, look, I'm not trying to make a big deal. of. I'm not trying to say this is the, the worst thing going on in the world. I'm just saying, would you, what would you say is the measure of intelligence of this woman to be kind? I'm going to say about that negative four. Eh, you know, somewhere. she probably give you all the, well, I don't know. They said there's another variant. Okay. And then with the Tesla and everything, she's going to save the world. One virus inhalation with her mask on at a time, even in the car. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, not a real intelligent person, probably, was my conclusion. (laughs) But guess what? She votes. She can have children. (laughs) She can say things in public. She can post online. She could even write news articles. Maybe she's a journalist. You don't know. Really fascinating to me. Um, the drone story was just amazing. Let me, uh, let me run through these stories. These are some really good stories here. Today would be a good day. You might want to check out the show notes if you haven't. I put the show notes together to show you the material that I use for the show. And then you can take a look at it if you want. If you'd like to make a comment, you're always welcome to email me at info at com. You know, I appreciate the emails. They keep me motivated. And I like hearing from the audience. I personally enjoy it. Um, but also, you know, it, it motivates me because it reminds me that people are actually listening, which is a, is a great thing, believe it or not. <laughs> Two or three people listen. Uh, anyway, I put together the show notes. The link should be right in your podcast description there. You can get down there and check it out. Uh, But one of the articles is uh, WND, and the headline is The Insane New Religion That Has Taken Over America. And they're saying that that religion is wokeism. And, you know, it's interesting to me uh, just to, to throw out a couple of thoughts for you. And I'd love to hear from people on this, by the way. Um, you know, my spiritual journey has been firmly off course here. We haven't been to church in a while. We, my wife and I were just talking about it last night. I think we're going to go soon. And um, it's not that I, I'm not spiritual or have lost my faith or anything like that. I read my Bible semi regularly, pray semi regularly. And I'm not trying to give you like a report card or like a status report. Um, you know, I, do I think that we need to commit more to our spiritual health? I do. I really do. And uh and I'm not living it, you know. Why do I think it's so important as, as I get older? And and I I guess I'm not too surprised as my spiritual perspective changes as I get older. Right? God thank you for that, that we grow in, in stature and wisdom, right? Luke two twelve. And that's that's the goal, right? That we will continue to evolve in our understanding, and we, we get that understanding through the Bible, which is not clear. You know, the people that ask the crazy questions, I have some of the same questions. Unbelievers, like, oh, wait, what, what do you make of this? And I'm like, I don't know. I have the same question myself. But I, I just am coming to a different conclusion. I don't sit here and profess to understand everything in the Bible. I definitely do not. Do you? Nobody does. Some of it just plainly doesn't make any sense at all to me, quite frankly but i know that over time that's going to change not so much that i'm going to understand necessarily all of it god willing maybe i guess but you understand that and one of the things that i understand right now a whole lot differently you know is that the spiritual health of society is going to ultimately have an awful lot to do with the the health and well-being of that same society i used to be very involved with church planting and Uh, Involved with our church conference mission committee. And um, it was actually uh, some personal circumstance that led to me having to to leave that. And I'm kind of glad it came to an end at the time that it did. I think there was probably a reason that that needed to happen beyond the personal circumstances. Um, But it really was an incredible time for me and some of the things I was involved in. One of the very successful things that we did, for example, uh, you know, the church has been struggling to be relevant. And they're coming up with all kinds of cockamamie ideas. And it's not that difficult. Here's how you become relevant. You ready? If you're involved in a church that's struggling to be relevant, I'm going to give you the answer right now. Do things that serve people's practical needs, particularly in the area of young families. And think of creative ways that you can do that. Because if you can solve that need, uh, in fact, in my own spiritual journey, that's really what brought me into the church. I was raised Catholic, kind of rebelled against that. Definitely not Catholic in my blood. I'm not judging anybody, by the way. It's good to believe in God. And, uh, and I don't, like I said, I don't understand all this stuff to sit here and judge you, let alone you know, having a hard enough time judging myself. Uh, but then it was my son uh, going to school and wanting him to be in private school and then getting involved in the church. And the church served that practical need. And so what I did, uh, it wasn't <clears throat> my idea, but uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's called uh, Upward. If you're involved in a, in a Christian church, I highly recommend you check out Upward.org. I believe that's still the website. And uh, Upward is uh, Christian-based sports programs, football, basketball, soccer, cheerleading, um, flag football, by the way, in case you are wondering. They may have more now. I haven't checked it out in a while. But we started a, a youth flag football league. And the result of that was uh, many, many people, adults and children alike, being exposed to the Bible and uh, being exposed to a way of interacting and treating each other with care and respect. I don't know why, you know, you don't have to believe in God to appreciate the practical effort that was being made there. We didn't force anybody to read anything. We didn't force anybody to listen to anything. The lessons that were given to the kids were practical bits of wisdom. The people would say that we were indoctrinating. You're damn right we were indoctrinating. I used to think that was bad, too. Here's part of my perspective that's changed. I remember saying this to my pastor. I don't want my kids indoctrinated. I want them to think for themselves. You know, he said He said they're going to be indoctrinated into something. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not it's something that you choose. And I decided that I was going to choose. And as much as I can, I'm willing to share that with others as much as they're willing to listen. I think that's a part of why I do the podcast, really. And so we did. We, and by the way, here's just a couple things to brag about. Um, and I had some connections that helped with this. I can't take all the credit. It was God's work, not my work. It really was. Kaz McCaslin, he was the pastor down there at Upward. I wonder if he's still around. Incredible. Incredible Baptist pastor. Started this uh, youth ministry. So, I had connections at a school that had a stadium with Astroturf. <laughs> pretty cool place to play flag football um, and then uh I wanted to have a tunnel i do I believe these are ideas for, that came from upward, frankly, uh, but we wanted a tunnel and a smoke machine, and um, you know kids would run through and we'd introduce them and um, we didn't have any money right <clears throat> and uh, I started trying to raise money for the tunnel, and I had this idea you know, we'll sell the advertising space. And uh, so I went to one of my friends who was the president of one of the local banks. And I said, um, you know, I was curious if uh, you guys would be interested in advertising. And they bought the tunnel <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Paid for the whole thing, just like that. And then uh, we had a different kind of problem. <laughs> Where are we going to put this thing and how are we going to get it? We can't leave it at the field. It's not our you know, facility. Uh, not a problem. Uh, another local business person donated the trailer, the trailer to put all the gear and all the equipment and everything. And uh, it was really unbelievable. And uh, the gift uh, that I got for all that, by the way, was um, every Saturday when we played the games, uh, I got to do the introductions. And uh, I loved that, man. It was, was, you know, saying the kids' names. And I enjoyed coaching because you were coaching and mentoring. Important work. How much of that is going on the same way today? You know, how much of uh, the idea of respect for others, right? I'm not saying that this idea isn't being taught and... Uh, in in modern sports and in other venues. But how's it being taught? In a way that is producing a result that is completely the opposite, 180 degrees. Is it not true? Anyway, quite a tear. Great article on WND, the insane new religion that has taken over America. They say it's wokeism. Do you agree? I don't know where this term wokeism uh, has come from. I just know that people have gone really batty. Can't talk about indoctrinated. I mean, if the church was indoctrinating, then wokeism is like um, a lobotomy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the church is like a place of free thinking compared to wokeism. You aren't allowed to have an opinion about vaccines. You can have an opinion, a different opinion about vaccines in religious circles. Hell, in most religious circles today, you can even have varied—you can have varied opinions about war, about abortion, about marriage and divorce. But not in wokeism. You can't have any of those opinions. You're not allowed to have any of those opinions. That, right there, should be the indication that We're no longer allowed to think for ourselves and speak freely, who, who made such a heinous plan? Who, who would agree to such a ridiculous idea and that we're going to bound ourselves and our whole society by these rules that are ever-changing on top of things? This is Russia's complaint, by the way. Here it is. Flurry of dro- here's the here's the headlines. Flurry of drone strikes hits Russia as TV radio hacked. Swarm from all sides. Moscow targeted. What would you conclude from those headlines? It sounds like the whole country's on fire. It was like a drone downed, like 400 miles outside of Moscow, and I think they picked up another one, you know, in a cornfield or something like that. <laughs> and that's the headlines for that. Tell me something isn't wrong really wrong. If if that's not wrong enough, Mayor Lightfoot, I guess, is, is she campaigning now? Is that what's going on? I didn't know that she was a federal prosecutor. God help us. Could you imagine being a white man and this lady's coming after you? I don't know. And then to, she went to law school, this lady. I'm like, I thought that they pulled her out of the subway somewhere or something like that. What do they call her? Beetlejuice. How does this lady get elected? I don't understand. Call me insensitive, call me rude, all those things. It's fine. I get it. Tell me how Mayor Brightfoot is doing anything but destroy the city of Chicago and people are well people are voting for it. It's like a mass suicide going on when you think about it. There was a great email here. I don't know if I can pull this up. I don't have it handy. Maybe I'll get to it another time. I got a great email from Dan I have it on my phone here. I should have these things. You know, you would think that you do the podcast for a while. You'd have these things uh, teed up at your fingertips. Not me. I just like to fly by the seat of my pants. Um, yeah, here we go. Fish swim in schools for protection. Imagine if some outside force controlled the direction of the fish schools go. Instead of leading the fish from danger, they send the fish into danger. This is what social media is doing to society and artificial intelligence is subverting our natural ability to make good decisions. I don't know how much clearer that could be. It's spot on. Families have mom, dad, and children followed by nature's process. Now we are being forced to accept homosexuality and transgender. This is the dead end of families. Government has successfully separated dad from many black families, and now mom is being marginalized. Little girls used to play with dolls. This is natural exercise for being a mother. This is where mothers come from, little girls. I'm waiting to see a doll that you cut off sexual organs and sew on different body parts. (whistles) Bill Clinton's first act as president was allowing homosexuals into the military. Was that the most pressing problem in America? No, it wasn't. And you're right, the damage that was done with those things, by forcing that, Interestingly, I saw a video I did, was not able to confirm this, that Russia's first two acts was to ban pornography, homosexuality, all that stuff. I'm told that Berlin at the time was like uh, the, um, what do you call it, Um, you know, sin central over there, Um, you know, promiscuity, all these different things. And, you know, here's another funny thing. Talk about changing perspective. You know, if you would have been having this conversation with me when I was 30, I actually think that I was pro prostitute. I may have been saying then that I was pro prostitution. I probably did. If I had to guess, I don't remember specifically. But my logic, I was very free thinking. Look, if, if you have two consenting adults, it's not hurting anybody. What's the problem? What's the problem? There's damage done to society. And. You know, you when you introduce porn, and I'm not saying that, that pornography should necessarily be banned. Um, I was thinking, though, uh, if I could, I think I would ban online porn in this country. I really would. People would figure out another way to access it, probably. But it would be—it's too convenient. Uh, the addiction is so high; it's not even talked about. You look at the sheer numbers of bandwidth. Like some, And I don't know what the exact number but something like half of all the bandwidth that's taken up is used just for porn. Every bank transaction, all the social media, all the videos, everything else going on is about half. The other half is porn. That's freaking disgusting when you think about it. V- disgusting and damaging to our society. How much is that dirty little secret? How much damage is that causing that nobody, nobody even talks about it? That, that's how you just don't. I don't know why I don't want to bring it up because everybody's guilty. Not everybody, but it's a lot. It's an awful lot. And so some people get addicted to it. Most don't. Marijuana, alcohol, it's all the same gambling. You know, it's like 8% become addicted. I think it seems to be the, the, the rate. I don't know, you know, maybe higher, maybe lower. Look at the LGBTQIA now that they're making that, you know, all acceptable. It's what they say the other day, 7%. It's like 8%. They offer anything, right? It could be, you know, chocolate. And 8% of the people are going to develop a problem with it. And so the more of these vices that you allow, well, pretty soon everybody's mired in something. You see what I'm saying? This one likes the marijuana. This one likes the booze. This one's got a porn problem. This one, he doesn't touch any of that stuff, but he's got a gambling problem. Uh, what other vices are there? I don't know. And then not only that, they introduce more. You know, it's, it was legal marijuana. And then now they are mushrooms that you can buy online. Crazy to me. Crazy to me. But Brightfoot, I would imagine she'll get reelected. It's great. How's it happen? Well, because the system is so corrupted that you're only going to attract the sleaziest people. Sometime I'll have to tell you what's going on here in our county. Um, It's uh, heartbreaking to say the least. It really is. Um, A climate solution that spies worry could trigger war. Who's the original author of this? This is talking about climate manipulation um, from the Washington Post. Uh, think um, chemtrails, right? You conspiracy wacko. How do you even know what that is? How do you know what chemtrails are? What do you, 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 you kook? You, uh, uh, you, probably a Q person. Oh, really? Well, here's the Washington Post. Sounds like something out of science fiction. No kidding. A country suffering from heat, flooding, or crop failures decides on its own to send out a fleet of aircraft to spray a fine sun-blocking mist into the Earth's atmosphere. Reducing temperatures and providing relief to parched populations. Other countries view it as a threat to their own citizens and ready a military response. Ah, the practice known as solar engineering is theoretically possible. What? I thought that was QAnon craziness. And as the world's most vulnerable populations suffer from sharply rising temperatures, global decision makers will look to come under heavy pressure to deploy the technology, scientists and policymakers say. What? What are you talking about heavy pressure to deploy the technology? Compared to other methods to combat the effects of climate change, it's likely to be cheaper and faster. (laughs) Because the technique could weaken the sun's power across the globe, not just above whichever country decided to deploy it, security officials are concerned about the potential to spark conflict since a single capital could make decisions that shape the entire world's fate. No, I thought this was all a big lie. Maybe it is. I, you know, I'm going to tell you right now. I seriously question uh, the ability of man to wipe out the earth. Even the whole nuclear war thing. Not that I'm suggesting a nuclear winter would be a big, a big, th- a great thing. Believe me. Hey, uh, United States Marines, leave Ukraine. No, that's not a joke. This is a real headline here from Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty. NATO military cor- uh, equipment disembarking at the uh, port of the Black Sea in late May. Ukraine officials say some 200 U.S. Marine reservists today began leaving Ukraine after a stay marked by anti-NATO demonstrations. That was 2006. What changed that all of a sudden that there's all this support for I stand with Ukraine? Something is really amiss here. Putin was really right. There's a bunch of other stories here. Uh, they're looking to reshape zoning and what happens in many suburban neighborhoods. Uh, people are freaked out about this. Um, it's going to allow where you could put apartment buildings where there's single family, and uh, it really will destroy neighborhoods in many ways. What I would say to you, uh, you're better off getting ahead of the trend if you think you're going to be impacted by that. Position yourself to get out. It's all you can do. You're not going to stop it. Sell for the... Uh, for the highest rate possible. Here's uh, from Time Magazine, how COVID changes the heart. Uh, people that get COVID, they're saying that over time are suffering from uh, heart issues. And I said, you know, they forgot the word vaccine in there. Is it the vaccine causing the heart issues? Or is it the, 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 the uh, virus itself? We will never know now. We will never know. Here's, how, here's a, an article from the Huffington Post. Here's how Joe Biden was sneaked into Ukraine without anyone noticing, when in fact, I already told you this, that the American military called Russia to tell them, which the Russia Times reported they gave no security guarantees to them. It's unbelievable, really. Uh, Air Force veterans testified to witness, uh, witnessing UFOs turning off nuclear warheads, okay, um, Why conservative parts of the United States are so angry? I don't think that's true either. Blatant lie. I think you'd find that the people are friendlier and happier in the conservative areas. Um, Let's see. Huge uh, meteorite seen speeding over South Texas. Oh, my. Uh, That's about it, I think. Um, I'll leave you with this little thought. Uh, Did you see that Elon Musk uh, made a statement about the virus coming from a, a lab in China? And the Chinese Communist Party issued a statement or some degree or something along those lines telling Elon Musk that he better cool it or he risks hurting his relationship with China, which I have to believe that there's plenty of parts of the Tesla that are manufactured in China. Isn't that something? How deep are the tentacles? And what did we do to create it? We went over there asking them to do trade with us. It's crazy. Hey, I'm going to be off for a couple of days. I think I told you that already. Uh, who knows? You know me. I may sneak in a podcast here or something like that if the opportunity strikes itself, but I'm not expecting that. I'll see you back Tuesday. It might not be till Wednesday. I hope you don't go through a bad withdrawals, but I will be back. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, have a great week in the meantime.